Well, I think the last time we spoke, we were discussing the fact that I was going to attend a wedding. Yeah, how'd that go? Which I have done since the last time we spoke. And, you know, the wedding went. Was this Philip Green's wedding? No, that was, that was, I didn't go to that one. Did you get an invite to that one? I don't, I don't think I did. I don't really, you know, I don't think I did. Okay, well, did I. Philip Green, why do you hate us? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Phil, he doesn't even listen to this. It's fine. We can slag him off. Uh, it's in all in all uh, in defence of Phil, the last time I saw him was I think March the twenty second this year because I was on the way to the big old fire at the Victoria's nightclub. All right, yeah. And it's one of those ones where you you like you recognise somebody who you've not seen for ages, and you spend most of the time as you're walking towards them trying to figure out if it is that person. <laughs> and then by the time you're literally two feet away, you're like, "Oh, Phil, how's it going?" Exactly, Phil. Why would you not invite Colin to your wedding? So after that ninety second interaction. He earned why, it. why was I not invited? That is my question. He remembered who you were. He did. But no, at, at the wedding, it was it was not quite too hot. It was all right. That was my main concern, was that I was going to overheat and literally die. Of course, yeah. You were talking about, like, uh, true Scotsman or no? I was wearing boxers. Oh, James, you disappoint me. But I compromised. I wore camouflage boxers, so if anyone <laughs> looked, they wouldn't have been able to tell. <laughs> like, whoa, he's invisible. <laughs> that sounds good. No, I was... Uh, I was down in Wales, you are La Femme, which was good. It's intense. Yeah, uh, and then was back at work, and then, dear listeners, we were meant to come back last week. You were, uh, but if you recall, the guest Graham, who was on the show a few weeks ago, who is my also brother Graham, who we mic'd up real poorly. Yeah, James's brother slash my cousin uh, took rather unwell last yeah, week. Yeah, turns out if you are a guest in the show, you've got a 50% chance of becoming remarkably unwell shortly thereafter. To, to the extent of being hospitalised for the best part of a week. Yeah, for a, for a week, yeah. <laughs> so all plans were thrown out the window, uh, but we're back. Well, yeah, because it was kind of like you texted, shall we record tonight? And I'm like, Graham's in hospital. <laughs> Same day. Yeah, uh, to be fair, I think that's a pretty solid reason not to do it. I mean, that combined with, oh yeah, the, yeah. the, half the world's been blown up by North Korea. No podcast tonight. No podcast. Yeah. Sorry, everyone, that we took an extra whole week off when we weren't, when we didn't, when we didn't say we would. But that's what we do anyway. It is what we do. I, We're I'm, well known for taking hiatus. Yeah. As I've said before, we've done pretty well this year so far. This must be what episode one three eight. Yep. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. To uh, episode 138 of Seas Operate. I'm Colin. He's James. E- I am. And uh, yeah, I'd say and this year... I am in relatively good health. This year, we have uh, we have had a pretty good run up until July hit, but that's because it's July and it's not the time to be inside editing for many, many long hours. He puts too much effort in. I don't. I, I make the product as good as I possibly can. Which is too much effort. Uh, it's bad. Potato, tomato. Potato, potato. There has been quite a lot happening in the world in the last wee while. So, of course, we're going to ignore most of it and mention it very briefly at the end and instead yeah, talk about and movies. Let's just talk about films. Let's just talk about films. I mean, we're, we want to ease people back in. Yeah, we'll come, we're coming back in after a stressful break for me and everyone else probably had a holiday. And we'll bring it back with some carefree film conversation. Exactly. Which I'm sure all of you have missed. Thank you to everybody who has been in touch and has uh, also been pestering me and asked me where the podcast is. I'm very sorry, but life... Life happened. Yeah, in this case, life didn't find a way. It was trying really hard to not find a way. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Okay, let's go to the first trailer of uh, of the last wee while, which I would like to talk about. It's Shazam, which is the new film from DC. It's having Aqua, Aquaman comes out first, and then Shazam. Yeah. Let's just have a quick listen before we, we talk any more about this. All right. 
say my name so my powers may flow through you. But I don't know your name, sir. Shazam. Wait, for real? Say it! Okay! Shazam? This means Billy! What is happening? You're the only person I know that knows anything about this Cape Crusader stuff. Superpowers, dude, I don't even know how to pee in this thing. Okay, uh, so Shazam, or Shazam, if we're being the actors in the, in the film. Shazam. I really like this, but James, I'd like you to go first. Please tell me what you think of this. I think my only complaint, I say maybe he did a dab at some point, which I would complain about, <laughs> but he's a child, so it's okay. Uh, my only complaint is that the, the, the shiny yellow thing is a wee bit too shiny and yellow. Okay. It, it's just, and maybe, I think that's deliberate, but I, I don't like it. But aside from that, it's, it's, it looks charming. I think, I think Big Boy has done a good job of acting like a kid with superpowers. Zachary Levy. I, I don't think it looks like it's not just a bunch of cliches, but I think when you've got Shazam coming out, you have to try and keep it somewhat standard because it's mostly just for the, the funny and and the childishness and the actual like there's a tone to this that isn't oh everyone's getting murdered oh no and it's got the it's got the villainous character from mike snow's genghis khan music video in it briefly which i enjoyed very much i want to compare it to ant-man yeah in terms of tone yeah i think it's obviously not going to be quite as gritty and dark as certainly aquaman or, or batman or superman uh have been that being said also i don't know why i call him zachary levy because his second name is Obviously Levi, but never mind. It's alright to it's alright to to say Levi, Levi. Okay. Sorry, Levi is Levi is what I say. I liked the trailer. I really did like the trailer a lot. It wasn't what I was expecting. That being said, I don't want it to be completely stupid the entire way through. If that makes any sense. No, I, I get that. I hope that I hope that it's not just a an attempt to have a laugh every single second. Yeah, yeah, because there has to be at least some moments where, and I think that's where they've, you know, they're not casting an eight-year-old boy. It's, you know, someone who's like 13, 14, so, so it kind of maybe understands the gravitas of, of superhero situations, but you know what I mean. Yeah, or it, or that will be the, the film's plot, is that it, it'll be him learning the gravitas yeah. of what, he's, what he is. If it's, as long as it's not just Zachary Levi being like, oh, you're dead. Actually kills them. As long as he's not breaking out really daft childish stuff like every minute i think that will wear thin very quickly i think it was yeah i was i was almost tired of it by the end of the trailer itself uh-huh. but there's 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 potential here because it doesn't feel like every other film that has come out recently which is a good thing right okay talking of dc aquaman they also released this at uh, comic-con it was a comic-con this weekend i'm not entirely sure which one they released the trailer not the film film <laughs> sorry it's been a long day uh, Aquaman, first trailer. Let's have a, a quick listen to this. Your half-brother, King Orm, is about to declare war upon the surface world. The only way to stop this war is for you to take your rightful place as king. Trust me, I am no king. You do your best thinking when you're not thinking at all. That was the worst pet talk ever. James, I'd like your opinion on this one first. Again, it doesn't look like all the other DC films. It looks like it's got a style, which I enjoy. I enjoy the style. I feel it was I get 100% cliche, but that's okay. My main thing is that having seen this trailer, I'm wishing all the more that they just didn't release Justice League yet. That they had it further down the line. I'd have liked to see this before Justice League. And I'm sure there's many reasons why. I think it's because Avengers came out and they thought, oh man, we have to do something 
quick. Yeah. But I mean, it was dumb. Yeah. But this trailer, this trailer, was mental. It was. It was genuine. There's so much going on. There's a lot going on, especially like the last thirty seconds. If you've not seen the trailer. Um, I'm going to spoil it yeah, for you. I'm very sorry. I was surprised, and then I was surprised, and then I was surprised, and then there was this, like, laser alien bug thing. Well, there's, there's that, and then there's men riding sharks and crocodiles underwater, yeah. having an underwater fight. Well, that's the... Di- yeah, all the different seas. All seven of the seas have, I'm assuming, different ways of fighting. But, but that's all, it's also, like, the kind of thing you invent when you're a kid. You're like, yeah. hey, hey, Colin, five years old, what have you drawn? Oh, it's a man riding a shark underwater. He's fighting another man on a crocodile. And then Aquaman's been like, you know what? Let's just make this into a film. Yeah. It genuinely looks like a kid wrote it, but that's all right. And, and, and so I was I was thinking at first, this is too much for a film. You can't just jump into a film with this much stuff, having met the character in previous films. And then I realized that's just that's just dumb. Film can do whatever it wants. We got we, if you look at the Marvel films, like the Guardians of the Galaxy, which just roamed yep. around an entire universe. And that felt good. I think this film could be good. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm kind of there as well. I just think it would, yeah. it's just absolutely bonkers. So we'll, we'll wait and see if we can kind of detach your brain sufficiently enough to still believe in the story. Yeah. It's, it seems we are getting a wee bit of Aquaboy background, like when he was a kid. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I don't want that because we've already met him. But I, I guess we're getting the character introduction film after he's already been in a film. So that's okay. Okay, so the last trailer, uh, or last big trailer, I should say, from the Comic-Con weekend was Godzilla 2, King of Monsters. Yeah. Which uh, I'm just going to hit play <laughs> Not on the film. Yeah. And we're going to take it from there. Let's, let's, let's go. It's original and rightful rulers, the Titans. For thousands of years, these creatures have remained in hiding around the world. And unless all the Titans are found, our planet will perish, and so will we. James, I don't really know where to start with this. Well, I can start by saying it's hitting the classic, like, Godzilla plot, the Godzilla premise, which is that the world's real bad because humans are real bad, so the big monsters are coming to cleanse it. And I'm okay with that. I don't mind because there is no other real real way to make the Godzilla monsters make sense that isn't just, oh, they're big things came from space. I like it. So they're, they're not going to get bogged down trying to be creative so they can maybe make a thing that looks spectacular instead. But it's mostly just shiny blue things. I thought this trailer was absolutely bizarre. If it's... Yeah, it's really bizarre. If Aquaman was kind of like the mental bonkers fun side this was just what on earth is happening in this movie yeah it's quite confusing so first of all i'd say that like the cast is outstanding there's so many big names in there's millie Millie bobby brown from stranger things who i presume would be the main character yeah uh not to mention vera farmiga and ken watanabe who i had noticed in the first 10 seconds and then there's just like reel after reel like oh there's that guy and that that girl and that girl and they're all, all like big name actors yeah but then kind of all around them are just lots of various kaiju-esque monsters with blue Huge big monsters, laser yeah. flame things shooting out their yeah, mouths. Yeah, there's the blue ones and then there's the lava one. And it just gets like, they just seem to cram everything possible into it. They're like, oh, it here's really, a big yeah. smoke storm. Oh, here's a giant moth rising from the sea. Here's some planes blowing up. Here's Godzilla shouting blue fire into the sky. Like, It does look like a whole lot of film. And I thought maybe it's too much for one film. And then I remembered the runtime of the first Godzilla was quite oh, long. Yeah. 
So this one's also probably going to be very long. The thing is... So maybe it will have a pace to it that's, that is okay. I did like the first Godzilla film. I, I, I'm yet to decide if it was a one or a zero. Instantly forgettable. Yeah, that's my problem. And that I could, the, the only thing I remember about it is that Aaron Taylor Johnson jumps out of a plane at one point. And also... There was a cool plane scene. The skydive scene was cool. And also Brian Cranston was killed off far too early. Sorry, spoiler, but this film's like five years old. Yeah. That besides, I don't remember anything about the film other than it was it was fine. Yeah, it had its moments. It should have been shorter. But but you just can't cram all this into two and a half minutes. And like you felt like you watched the film watching this trailer. It's, the trailer's very overwhelming. And I think it is almost every point in the film I, condensed. I, exactly. I know they're trying to sell... Oh, this is Godzilla, king of monsters, meaning there are plural monsters for Godzilla to fight. But didn't he do that in the first one anyway? Well, he fought two boys at the end, or two <laughs> girls at the end. Whereas this one, he seems to maybe, I don't know, maybe he's going to team up. It's going to be all the glowy blue monsters against the, all the glowy red just, monsters. Oh, just, uh, yeah. Big monster fight. It will sell well in the in the eastern market. Just totally bizarre. I, I didn't really like it at all, I'll be honest. I'm curious. Uh, I've not lost me yet. Okay. Uh, A couple more trailers before we move on. Let's go to the uh, Oscar bait I've described as Boy Erased, which is Lucas Hedges, Nicole Kidman, Joel Edgerton, and Russell Crowe. I think Joel Edgerton is directing this as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, Which is basically the story of a young man in America who is going through conversion therapy at the behest of his parents. Let's have a quick listen. What you're going through right now is just a moment. A moment. Yeah. A moment. I love God, and I love my son. For your father, it's a little more complicated. We are not finished. I am, because you won't listen. Your father is sitting here. Tell him how you hate him. I'm not going to pretend I hate my father. I don't hate my father. Then where is all this anger coming? Because you're making me angry. I mean, I don't need to give you the kind of preamble of the Oscar films and LG... Sorry, the Oscars and LGBT films do pretty well. Yeah. As evidenced by all the films, Moonlight, for example, in in recent years, yeah. and Call Me by Your Name, which uh, you could argue was in line for a few more awards than it got last year. Yeah, I'm not saying that cast a story about the LGBT community and you'll do well, but I'm saying it doesn't really harm your chances. If you're making a good film, it definitely helps you get an edge. If you're making a good film about an, any LGBT issue. And that's not to that's not to slam the story. The story is, I think, it's a true story as well, or certainly based true, on a true story. True story, or based on a true story, and an important one. Because yeah, absolutely. The likes of conversion therapy and all these things is something that is rel- It's even recent, like it still goes on. So it needs to be like put in the forefront as a thing that is wrong. But if you'd seen this, if anyone, anybody involved in movies had seen the synopsis, you'd instantly be like, "Well, that's clearly going for the big awards." Because you can't just have like you can't just be like oh yeah here's just a middle of the road film about this this guy and his parents you know you just know as soon as you've got the big hitters in there mm-hmm. and Lucas Hedges mm-hmm. who was most re- most recently in uh, Manchester by the Sea uh, and oh, yeah. was excellent on that I think I think you got a nomination actually for best actor uh, not to mention Joel Edgerton who's come off the back of two very very well received movies you've you know you've got a contender here you do so the film is definitely not exclusively being made to spread its message it certainly is reaching for awards but you know that's not a bad thing so long as they make it well it's not a bad thing if they just go for cheap tricks and that and that's all then it's a bit annoying okay let's go to our last trailer james you know more about this one than i do but i've watched it i certainly i have a reaction uh to said trailer it's castle rock (laughs) okay which is 
made for Amazon? Uh, Hulu. Hulu. I knew it was one of the two. Uh, from well, you, you didn't get the right one. I did not. From AJ, uh, AJ from JJ Abrams. From AJJ <laughs> Abrams. I'll, I'll let you continue. Well, this is the Stephen King Universe TV series, right? So it's... I, I don't know if it's season one is just following this one storyline and teasing a bunch of others, but you've got creepy prison thing going on. Okay, well, stop there. Let's let's listen to the, to the let's clip. Let's listen to creepy prison thing. What brings you home? I got a call from Shawshank. I found a kid in the cage. Call from who? Don't know yet. Has it begun? This has got, from my recollection of the trailer... I really liked the trailer. I really like the trailer. I think the cast is excellent as well. Yeah. Uh, lots of up-and-comers. And it just has J.J. Abrams slash Stephen King all over it. It does. It, it seriously seems to be quite intense. And I think that the likes of Stephen King's stuff fits more into... Yes. Shows and it does films, usually. The films have to be really well made to work. Which, by the way, they've started uh, production um, on It Chapter 2, if you didn't see that. Well, speaking of, like, Pennywise, this is, like, he will be in this, I suppose. I think he is. Is I he? he Maybe the kid. I don't know. It's hard to work out, but it, it's just all the Stephen King things are probably going to be in, a prison. in this indirectly or directly. All right. Um, That's new. Uh, with a kind of, like, mystery side of it, as we were following the main characters come back to investigate the situation with the kid in the prison but more so it's got like Cujo like Shawshank because that's Shawshank Redemption it is um there is I think what is it there is an it and there is more to it than that pun intended um pun intended but it looks quite great and it's intense and it looks like it's well shot and well written I didn't there wasn't too many uh, like cliche in, in it okay can I just can I spring one more trailer on you mm-hmm did you see the trailer for Glass? Oh, yeah. Right. That's good. This is one I want to talk about very briefly before we move on. Uh, it's M. Night Shyamalan. I have no idea if that's how you say it, I guess. That's how you say it. Don't be, don't be, don't be that guy. Good. Okay. Which he's finishing off his trilogy, which started with yeah. Unbreakable. The, the, uh, the secret trilogy. Yeah. Unbreakable in 2000 with Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Then Split in 2016, which I really yeah. enjoyed. And which no one knew was a sequel. Which James slash until yeah, spin-off. well you didn't know it was a, you didn't know it was a sequel until the, literally the last forty five seconds. Anyway, yeah, until the end. James McAvoy with his multiple personalities is very very good. And then mm-hmm. yeah, literally the last forty five, you're like, oh wait, it's linked to that film from sixteen years ago. And now yeah, they're finishing the trilogy. Or rather, he's finishing the trilogy with this film Glass, which reunites Samuel L. Jackson's character, Bruce Willis's character, and James McAvoy's beast. Adds in McAvoy's character. Yeah. What do you think? Just just briefly. I like the way it looks. I think McAvoy's already showing that he can make this film work as his character. Absolutely. It's good to see the other two back, and they have their own ways of being really interesting. And I like the idea of the story, that they're all in the psych ward and trying to be convinced that they don't have powers, or maybe studied for if they do have powers. I, I like the way it looks. Yeah, I, I would need to watch Unbreakable. I know what happens because of... Of course, I've read the plot on Wikipedia, but... Wait, uh, have you not watched Unbreakable? Never seen it, but I've, I oh, really enjoyed so Split. And I think if James McAvoy can carry this film as much as he did that one, he did a lot of the heavy lifting, then it'll be good. It'll be really good. Well, since it's called Glass, I believe it will be primarily not James McAvoy's job to carry the film. Well, he is in the trailer quite a lot. 
He's in the trailer quite a lot, but the film's name is after one of the other characters. That's true. So I think it's up to Mr. Samuel L. Jackson to carry the film with the other two as leads as well. Okay. Who knows, though? Maybe Glass will just be a background villain character manipulator. Who knows who all the characters are going to be? Exactly. Right. Okay. Before we get on to some reviews of Sicario 2 and Incredibles 2, just some very brief uh, movie news, and then we'll get on to the, you know, the actual news of the week. Uh, the yeah, real news. Come and Joker see. origin film. This is one which is not Jared Leto. <sighs> yeah. If you can keep track of all these Joker films, by the way, you're doing better than us because there are multiple going on. Never at this mind point. that there's many iterations on TV at the same time as well. Yeah, ex- oh, exactly. Although I've re- I realized or that I read last week that they can't actually call him the Joker on TV. Did you know that? And yeah, so in in Gotham, you know, it's very noticeable that they're not calling the character the Joker. But so what do they call him? Definitely is the joking guy. Like, the funny one. No, like he's, he was just like a kid and then he was a clown, maybe. I don't I don't think he was ever a clown, ah, but he was just a ginger okay. kid. Anyway, anyway, the Joker Origins film with Joaquin Phoenix has been given a release date of October next year, which gives them all 14 months uh, to shoot, edit this thing. And bear in mind... Apparently like a moderate budget, though. So. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. And Martin Scorsese's producing. Yeah. And Robert De Niro's rumored to be in the cast. Yeah. Which so it looks like they're taking it seriously. In a week of in a week of movie news, that's pretty good. Like that's not a bad trio. Yeah, you've done okay getting those names on the list and saying that it's, it's like I I like that it's not high budget. I'm kind of tired of high budget. But what I'm tired of is gritty origin stories, which this very much screams it's gritty origin story to probably me. Probably going to be gritty origin story. Yes. I know we have the as I've said before, like the iconic Joker performance, certainly for our generation. I don't know about other older ones. Is Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. And anything, uh, anything after that is just compared to him. For example, when you looked at Suicide Squad and you watched it and saw Jared Leto, and you thought this guy's rubbish. Yeah. So where Joaquin Phoenix falls in this, he's got a high bar to live up to. It's a tough part to 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 nail. Even if you're looking at just aside from uh, the films, you're looking at the animated TV stuff with Mark Hamill as a standout Joker character getting the voice and the laugh endlessly correct. It's a hard act to follow. Right. Okay, let's move on very quickly to Predator, which is the reboot from Shane Black we've talked about recently. We uh, watched some of the trailers. The third act has been entirely reshot Yep. because they showed it to test audiences and they all thought it was naff because they shot it in the daytime. Mm-hmm. Now, I've mixed well, feelings about this. Well, they confused as to the tone. I don't... Yeah... Of mixed feelings about this because how many times have we seen finales in the dark? In the dark, so you can't tell what's CGI, happening. Yeah. yeah, and then suddenly it's yeah, you, you you can't really make out the action, and then voila, that's the end of the film. This time, Shane Black's clearly he's clearly been in the same mindset. Thought we're gonna have the finale in the daytime. Yeah, let's make a but, finale but, in the daytime, but apparently a mess of the tone. But clearly nobody liked it. Probably because the CGI was noticeably And then you got the green light to go and reshoot it. Yeah, so the reshooting is going to be like a six-month process or something crazy like that. I think it's at least three months anyway. Yeah. I, like, I, if it needs to, re- to be reshot, that's all right. It doesn't sound like they're rewriting and reshooting. It sounds like they're just making it nighttime. I don't think a film needs to be shot at night to be spooky, which is what they were saying. It lost yeah. some of the... Some of the edge. The, like, scary feeling, yeah. But if you've seen Predator, like the first one... Pretty sure it's all daytime. Uh, yeah, it's all yeah, it's all daytime. I think mostly. Maybe the maybe the finale is at night, <laughs> but the, there's a lot of day in there, and it is keeps you on edge the whole time. It's not like because there's more shadows, the invisible creature is more scary. 
Okay, right, moving on. Some sequel news. Zombieland 2, 10 years, if not longer, after the first film, yep. has been confirmed with the original cast, which is Woody Harrelson, Abigail Breslin, Emma Stone, mm-hmm. and I was going to say Mark Zuckerberg. No, not Mark Zuckerberg. Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> Michael Cera. Who once played Mark... Uh, who once played Mark Zuckerberg, but no. He did. He basically is Mark Zuckerberg. So the original cast is back, which honestly I'm surprised about, because that calibre of actor has certainly, all four, have skyrocketed in the last ten years. And all Woody Harrelson yeah, had, gone a, up in price, a, yeah. had a pretty uh, storied career before that, but certainly uh, Eisenberg and Stone are mm-hmm. megastars now. So that was... They're only on the increase. That's great news. I mean, the, the first one's great. Really like really like it. The TV series. Hmm. Was it? Let's just not talk about the TV I didn't series. I realised it was a TV series. Yeah, like Amazon, one of the Amazon originals was a was an attempt at making this oh, a TV man. series. Okay, and yeah. uh, well, let's not talk about that. Frozen Two is also on the way. Well, Colin, I just wanted to ask what you're most excited for about Zombieland Two. What am I most excited for? Yeah, to see where they go with it. To be honest, okay, because I just wanted to hear more of the rules. Because that's the main thing for that's the main thing for Eisenberg's characters. He's got rules to survive the zombie apocalypse well this is the thing yeah i would need to go back and rewatch it because it has been <laughs> close to 10 years since i've seen it or maybe harrelson's but, gonna get even more twinkies yeah yeah and the th- yeah i just want to see where they go with it um i'm okay. sure they have a banging script so i hope they do they've had 10 years to write that's it that's very true okay sorry back to the important stuff frozen 2 is on the oh, way Oh, frozen 2 can't wait to see where they go with that it's uh it's adding evan rachel woods from westworld and Sterling K. Brown, who is in a lot of things right now. He's in Hotel Artemis, which has just come out. I've not seen it yet. Really keen to see it. I hope I'll see Neither it have I. I'm keen to see that. Uh, and uh, another, a, a few other kind of big movies on the way. Um, he's in Predator as well. So those two are the, the kind of main names added to the cast. I think most of the OG Frozen team are there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, again, I mean, they kind of did the whole, you don't need a big manly prince to save you story in the first yeah. one so mm-hmm. is this the one that they go to the classic <laughs> this time they need a big manly prince you need your mum and dad or some sort of Whoa, but they're terrible dead. line oh no I bet they bring mum and dad back as white walkers oh, well yeah, you could do that that would make it interesting <laughs> turns out it's in the Game of Thrones universe I think I think that comes out next year I might be wrong but it's uh, I'm I'm not at all interested it, I, I, I think it was possibly one of the most overrated experiences of my life I did enjoy Frozen it's not... It was like a... It was maybe a one. It's not the best animation ever. It's not even close. It's got, it's got a song but in it. But in terms of... Yeah, in terms of memorable songs, you can't really get much better. So... And in terms of merchandisable characters, how <laughs> about them trolls? How about those stone trolls that everyone remembers so fondly? Uh, oh, yeah, I do remember them. Yeah, it took me a while. <laughs> okay, and uh, let's, let's before we get on to some actual news, very quickly, reviews of Incredibles 2 and Zicario 2. James, have you seen either? Nope. Okay, great. Incredibles 2 is very good fun. I'd highly recommend it. Uh, I think it's difficult to compare it to the first one, again, because it's been so long since I've seen the first one. Yeah. Uh, I would say on instinct, it isn't as good, but uh, it's got good characters, uh, solid plot, nice action, all in all, very does, good. Does the bad guy have motivations that make sense? Yes, yes. Cool, I like that. They do. They do indeed. And, and, it, and it basically picks up from where yeah. the first film ended. Which I like. Which is nice. 
Yeah, it's, it's good. It's good. So I would, you don't need to do a ten years time skip if you have the same actors doing animated. Films. Well, the thing is, they don't have the same guy doing Dash. Yeah, because I think he's aged about twenty years. But uh, yeah, he's probably had a voice break, so they've got some actress in for him. Exactly. But uh, no, it's good. I, on a scale of zero to one, and the thing is, the bar was pretty high. Yeah. Because the first one was so good, it does it does hit the one. Yeah, you you expected high, and it still managed to hit that one. It did. It did. Okay, and uh, Sicario two, uh, Day of the Soldado. Yeah. I did enjoy it. I did. I did like it. It's not even in the same league as the first one. I think it misses Emily Blunt's character quite a lot. Okay. I think Josh Brolin and Benicio del Toro. I think, besides the collector, probably the first time he's done a sequel or a recurring character, if I my memory serves me correctly. Okay. They're both incredible. Like and look like they're having a great time. Mm-hmm. You've got some kind of wrote additions. Catherine Keener is in it, and she isn't very good. Right. Uh, the plot's nice, but there's just a few bits where I'm like, oh, come on. Like, really? Just let, let, If you get to watch it, the final few scenes, yeah, I think we'd need, we'd need further discussion with someone who has seen it. Right, so what you're saying is I should watch this film. Oh, absolutely. I think, I think if you enjoyed Sicario, you will enjoy the second one. Good. It's not as good. It has some problems. It misses Emily Blunt. It's no Shrek 2. It's no Shrek 2. No, you're right. But it's still very good. It's, it's very entertaining. And also the violence and gore is... It doesn't really hold back, to be honest. Uh, that's all right. I, I can do a with couple, that. A couple of very uncomfortable scenes, I'll tell you that. All right, cool. Um, but no, I'll watch it in the daytime. If you do get to, if you do have a chance to see either of those films, I would recommend them both. Okay, cool. Well, then make sure you take your kids to the right one. <laughs> okay, Sicario two. Yeah, obviously. I, I did. We talk about. I I think the last time we spoke about things we've seen, I hadn't quite finished Luke. Yeah, Cage. Yeah, you finished Luke Cage. How'd it go? I finished Luke Cage now. I feel like. To, in, to add to what I've said, cause, which I've forgotten, I've probably, if you ever want to talk about it, anyone out there, I'll, I can talk about the cage in more detail. I have literally started the first like 15 minutes. I've got so long cool. to go. I'm very sorry. To summarize, I think they wrote this series backwards. They started from the end. Oh, really? And they, they wrote it to work out how to get people to where that they end That sounds clever. That sounds like they almost learned and something from the first season. No, no, no. And it becomes, it becomes more and more apparent towards the end that oh, that's what they right. did. Okay, well, I'm going to try... And it's too long. It needs, it needs three fewer episodes. I know, but we've discussed that before. Like That's that's what yeah. all Marvel TV series need. Yeah. Uh, I could have watched more, but instead I noticed The Wolf of Wall Street was back on Netflix and decided to rewatch that. Yeah. And again, watched it, thought it was brilliant again, and again, thought, why did DiCaprio not get an Oscar for this? But then realised he was mm-hmm. up against McConaughey and he was never going to win. Yeah. So anyway, the Iron Fist shows up and they do a bunch of nods to say that, oh yeah, we're making him a different kind of person. Oh, yeah, good. he's a totally different character. Now, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, but not subtle at all. And it made me rethink the Defenders, how the Defenders ended, uh-huh. and I now hate how the Defenders ended. I, we talked about this before, and then we talked about how silly it was. But I hate, I, then I was just like, I don't mind, now I hate it. Okay. I think it was some of the, I think it was one of the worst things written, even a, a worse than all of Iron Fist. Okay, uh, well, I'm sure we'll get to that once I actually get round to watching Luke Cage. If you have seen it, please get in touch and disagree with us. Uh, yeah. Actual news, researchers have found evidence of an existing body of liquid water on Mars. <gasps> uh, so what they say is, is a lake which sits underneath uh, a polar ice cap. Yeah. It's about 12 miles long. Mm-hmm. And um, they've at least a meter deep. In the past, they yeah. In the past, they've said there used to be water here, but this is the first yeah, time. Yeah, now it's all ice. This is the first time they've said, "Oh, there is there is actually water yeah. here." Literal liquid water. What, what does this mean in terms of kind of scientific discoveries? If you put it in a 
uh, the pantheon of things humans have done. Hmm. I'm not sure it comes too high. I think what it will do is it will once again restart the search for life from Mars being on headlines. Because they always are looking for life on Mars, but occasionally it just goes into headlines. And I think this will this will allow for like maybe five or six more headlines worth. That's very true. Um, it means that if humans ever go to Mars, you know, and they get real thirsty, they just got to walk to the pole <laughs> to dig, dig under some ice and they can have a drink if they don't feel like melting the ice. I don't, I don't really know how much it changes, but maybe they'll discover some things about the water there that will change our perspectives in the solar system. So it's essentially what, what I've been reading is that it doesn't mean anything definitive regarding, yeah, potential life on Mars. Yeah, none yet, maybe. So yeah, the scientists talk about, like, there's harmful radiation and it's pretty inhospitable to life anyway. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the water being there is quite a good sign, I guess. Yeah, you never know. Maybe there's, like, a cockroach or two. <laughs> They're hardy beings. That's very true. Although how they ended up on Mars, I wouldn't be able to tell you. Asteroids. Asteroids. Okay, nice. Let's go on to, uh, from one cockroach to another, Donald Trump. <laughs> hey! How's that for defamation? Um, hashtag fair comment. Hashtag satire. Yeah, hashtag we were joking, don't sue us. Cockroach came to Scotland. Came and increased the rat population by one. Okay, he was in Scotland uh, probably about two weeks ago at this point. I'd, just before he went off to <laughs> What Putin. was it? He left the UK to come to Scotland. <laughs> he left London, sorry. All and, the headlines uh, are saying Donald Trump leaves the UK and then he was just in Scotland. He came up here, he said he had lots of meetings and phone calls, but instead he just was just seen playing golf a lot. There were yep. quite significant protests in Glasgow and Edinburgh. I was at the one in Glasgow. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say two things. Glaswegians are very creative, but also very coarse. They are, yeah. And also kind of like... This is true. Who really cares? I mean, I, I, I know that no one really likes Trump and I'm certainly not... You know, I, you wouldn't have caught me down, down there at that protest. But also, like, what are, you, what are you trying to achieve? Like, standing on a beach shouting at the President of the United States? Like, I, I, I don't really get it. Well, you know, for some people, it will be enough just for them to know that Donald Trump knows how much they but, hate him. But he knows that he's already. He's got a visual representation. Yeah, but now he's got a visual representation and maybe a placard or two to read. Uh, it's also important to express, like, in this way so that the governing bodies can understand just how bad it is. Because I don't know... I don't know any numbers, but I'm assuming that if a protest shows up over something, governing bodies go, oh, well, that's worse than we thought. Well, you saw the size of the ones in London, though. This, the, one, the London ones were big. Oh, they were enormous. Like, Glasgow, you're talking maybe a few thousand. Edinburgh, probably a few thousand. But compared to London, Yeah, poorly, or, poorly organised, I would say, the, the Scottish ones. Absolutely. Yeah. But he wasn't on an official visit to Scotland, so it's a bit harder to protest the dude that's just coming to play golf. I think they were just trying to put him off his swing, to be honest. Like, they were shouting as he was swinging. He doesn't need to. He's terrible. <laughs> okay. Anyway, he then went on to meet Putin in Finland and uh, was then asked about, uh, whilst he was in the joint press conference, did he think that Russia had interfered in the election? And he said, I would see no reason why it would be Russia. Yeah, why would it be and Russia? And everyone thought, wow. So you're basically saying my own intelligence service is wrong. Russia did nothing. 24 hours Putin, later... Putin said it wasn't me. 24 hours later, he puts out a statement, or rather he, he sits at his desk and says, I misspoke. Mm -hmm. I was meant to say, I, I, I see no reason why it wouldn't be Russia. Ah. But instead of wouldn't, I said would. I hate when that happens, Yes, James. I hate when that and happens. And yeah, you know, when you make mistakes like that, and it just, you never notice that. And like when everyone starts acting shocked and stuff, 
you just don't notice that you know yeah it was complete accident donald trump he's just a real big idiot do you know what i thought was funny was watching some of his report uh, some of his reporters some of his supporters and republicans uh, reporters and Republicans who were doing backflips, trying to explain, first of all, defending his position, saying, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, of course, he Trump knows. He, yeah, there's no reason why it would be Russia. And then the following day when he literally did a 180. Yeah. So did all the supporters who were initially defending him, which was very entertaining. As they do, as everyone that currently aligns with any political parties want to do, we will bend over backwards to deify whoever is in charge of that party. What did you make of the whole Trump-Putin thing? It was a bit embarrassing. And by a bit, I mean very. Um, but that's about it. it nothing, nothing surprising happened. I, I wasn't surprised when the next in the next few days Trump made an official invite or whatever to, to Putin to come visit the old America. Nothing is surprising. For some reason, Trump is being really accommodating to Putin. We don't quite know why, but there are ideas. I think it's because he admires him. I think you said that before. But that, that may be just a cover story. It could be because he's got blackmail, or it could be because Putin owns all of the debt that Trump uh, is in. You never know. Okay, okay fair enough. Uh, and uh, just just very briefly, before we finish up with some uh, Elon Musk bants, uh, did <gasps> you see... favourite billionaire. Yesterday, the new Brexit secretary, Dominic Raab, who, oh yeah, lots of people resigned whilst we were away, including Boris Johnson. Oh, yeah. And uh, Boris resigned because he wants to try and be the PM after Brexit goes wrong. Yeah. And then he can blame everyone for not doing a good job of Brexit. And then David Davis resigned because he's, I don't know, embarrassed by existing. Basically, uh, Dominic Rabb had to clarify yesterday, yesterday that um, in the event of a no-deal Brexit, bear in mind that there's about three months, maybe 12 weeks left of negotiating. Yeah. Uh, he had to clarify that in an event of uh, a no-deal Brexit, there would not be food shortages, mm-hmm. which is always a good thing to need to clarify in the 20, foods, yeah. 21st century in the UK. Mm-hmm. And also that um, the UK was not stockpiling medicines in case of a no-deal Brexit. Yeah, this this no food shortage thing will be a uplifting news to everyone that the government has put in a literal food shortage situation. And and also That's Theresa nice. May has now personally taken over Brexit negotiations. Yeah, here you go, Dominic. It's your new job to let me do your job for you. Essentially, yeah. Uh, this is, um, I mean, I, we all knew that the Brexit was never going to pan out very smoothly, but this is kind of taking the biscuit. Well, we all knew, like, the day after it got voted for, some of us didn't believe that it was possible until it happened and voted for it anyway. <laughs> Uh, but the news continues to surprise just how poorly our government is able to negotiate. Okay, I'm finishing up with someone else who doesn't really know how to do PR, Elon Musk, who <laughs> is just off He just his needs to give someone his Twitter password. <laughs> he does indeed. And tell them to reset his Twitter password. This was after the successful rescue of the football team from the Thailand cave. Oh uh, uh, yeah! Well done to the them. Last time, last time we spoke, we thought they were going to be in there for months. Yeah, we did. We did. So, congrats, boys! I'm glad you can listen to this episode too. Exactly. So they uh, got them out of this like incredibly um, all sounds of it, uh, uh, kind of difficult and very very small. Uh, yeah. Kind of. I mean, someone exit. died. Yeah, yeah. Diver died getting the stuff out. Meanwhile, like a professional like ex Navy guy died. Mister Mental. Mister Musk has designed a six foot long submersible. Which he yeah. said that the, the boy could then you, they could ferry the boys in this submersible uh, mm-hmm. there and back and, and make it much easier if they didn't know how to swim. Yeah, but instead, like the lead diver who who was basically in charge or one of the people in charge of of leading the operation said that wouldn't work because your submersible is rigid 
and you're talking like turns and twists and crooks and curves. Twists and turns in narrow spaces. Narrow spaces, like literally not even wide enough to get oxygen tanks through. Uh, so no thanks. I think he said he said he could shove it where the where the sun don't shine. Yeah, he he didn't really say no thanks. Let's be honest. He did say shove it where yeah. the sun don't shine. Um, so then Elon Musk called him a pedo. Yeah, Elon <laughs> Musk took a bit of offence to not being able to be the hero and not being a, have a film made about him going over and saving the day and called him a pedo. And then and then he and then someone else was just like, uh, "Do you just realise what you said?" And he was like, "Yep." I bet, I bet he is. So he he didn't just say Maxon. He then clarified and said, "Yes, I did call you." If he lives in Thailand and he's not Thai, he must be unbelievable. And then obviously all his shareholders went mad and said, "Me, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. can you please focus on your day job?" Mm-hmm. And uh, he's still insisting that it would have worked. And I think he actually showed up in Thailand. He's, he was there they, pretty pretty early on after someone had the idea to tell him to go. And they, to- they essentially told him to go away. Yeah. Well, he was there. Apparently, he was like in some HQ trying to offer his opinions and help out and stuff. But I get the feeling he got told not very much. And then he tried to think of the most PR way to save the day. Yeah. And then he's. And like maybe it would have been a good idea if he knew like what the cave was, but he maybe doesn't know what the cave was. Best idea, don't go on Twitter. Yeah. He's, he's now apologized and uh, in a very like mealy mouthed reply. In which it sounded yeah. like he'd written it through gritted teeth and accused the initial British diver yeah. of, oh, but he uh, it. of saying like, "Oh, he's like, oh, oh yeah, but he 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 suggested I I do a sexual act with a with a submersible with a six like, foot submersible." Yeah. He was literally it's a figure of speech, and also you didn't need to call him a pedo, and that's no excuse for insulting the dude. Yeah, just because uh, someone else, even if the other guy did start it and was at the same level, there's no need. You're you. You're better. There's like, a different no. There's a know. difference between accusing somebody of that and telling them to shove. That's their... what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like <laughs> even if it was in the same level, which it isn't, not even nearly the same level. But what's like, what is his thought process? I I don't know. How are you how are you how are you so rich in charge of so many companies that are like not turning a profit, and you don't just have someone doing all your PR for you? It's absolutely bizarre. But yeah, you're right. Someone needs to take his Twitter off him. Yeah, I mean he he tries to do some good things. Every now and then he gives things to to places that need things. He's not quite the best billionaire out there, but he's he's near nearing the worst at this point. He just needs to focus on doing the good stuff and ignore Twitter entirely. Okay, well, talking off Twitter, if you uh, have any opinions, anything we've discussed, you can get in touch with us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Snapchat at gmail.com. Cease operate for everything. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that. billionaires, didn't Amazon boy become the new richest person ever, inflation included? I think so. Meanwhile, his workers are almost dying and and don't get paid. Yeah, and I mean, like the Flint water crisis rages on years down the line. It takes him like it yeah. would be like a mere fifty million, hundred million yeah. to fix that. Let's talk about evil billionaires. There's like there's like one decent. There's a few decent ones, but come on, mates. Shall we find out a bit more and talk about him next week? Let's talk about billionaires next week. Let's do that. Okay, James, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Nice to be back. Nice to be back. Thanks, everyone, for waiting relatively patiently while we were away. <laughs> it's good to return. Yeah, we'll see you soon. Hi, Graham. Hi, Graham. Hope you're feeling better. You're never coming back on the show. <laughs> it might kill you. <laughs>